Our inspirational reading this morning began with these words. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him, Jesus, that is, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling about and saying, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. That is the frame for all that follows in chapter 15, the story of a shepherd and his sheep, of a widow and her coins, of a man and his two sons. It's important to remember the situation which prompted Jesus to tell these stories and to ask, whom do we identify with in these situations as well as in the stories that Jesus tells? We do that kind of thing when reading a novel or watching a movie. We tend to identify with someone in it. So, which group or character do you identify with in today's gospel reading? With Jesus? The good guy who tries to straighten out the religious folks? Who calls into question all they believe? Who reaches out and loves everyone, especially the most unloved? With the Pharisees, the ones who rightly saw the danger of too close an association with the wrong crowd. What parent has not worried about their child falling in with the wrong crowd? But they were so convinced that they and they alone were only in the right. Or maybe with the tax collectors and sinners, those traitors, the tax collectors, who were working for the Romans and robbing their own people, with the sinners the people of the land who never attended synagogue and seemed to lack even basic morality. With the shepherd who lost a sheep or the poor widow who lost a coin. With the 99 sheep who were okay or the one that was lost. With the coin snug in the widow's purse or the one that was lost between the cracks in the floor. It's interesting, isn't it? And I'm sure all of you have an answer, that all of you do identify more with one than another. And yet it can be a bit of a problem. Sometimes the things or persons we identify with can blind us to the fact that we are also like someone else in the story. Maybe someone we don't like so well. Maybe we are equally blinded to the fact that we are more like someone who is really likable in the story. Our way of identification can can blind us to who we are or or who we would be uh, for where we are and to where we could be. Author Ralph Milton tells of the teacher who, for reasons of her own, asked the kids one day if all the bad children were painted red and all the good children were painted green, which color would you be? Now think about it. What color would you be, red or green? It's a tough question, isn't it, when you pose only two options. One, 
very wise child answered the teacher, striped. The reason I'm going on about this point is simple. It seems to me that in the frame of the story, everyone but Jesus is striped. It is the same in the world today. We are a curious combination of the lost and the found. We are striped. We are, in some sense, not completely complete. It's hard language, this language of lost and found, especially for folks in the middle, as most of us are most of the time. It seems too absolute. Rarely are we completely lost, and rarely are we completely found. There's always a part of us that needs to be dragged and cajoled into the light. And there's always a part of us that is already there in the light. For some it is more, and for some it is less, but always some part. The wonderful thing is that God wants us to enter fully into the light. The wonderful thing is that God wants us to Be blessed richly to keep us safe, to make us strong, who help help us be like shepherds who really care for their sheep, or like a poor widow who really values all her coins. The wonderful thing is that the lost part of us is as valuable to God as the found part that God does not want any one of us or any part of one of us to be ignored or neglected or lost. God wants to bless us, all of us. God rejoices when one of us or a part of us is found. Clearly, Jesus wants us to understand something important about God here, that God values and seeks out everyone, even the most unlikely persons, that God calls and wants to embrace everyone, even those whom others would not, that God rejoices when those who have lost their way are found, and that God celebrates when he can once against, again sustain and nourish those who for one reason or another, have wandered away. Jesus wants us to identify with both the shepherd and the poor widow in their sorrow and their joy, and to understand that each of us is valued, no matter what our color or how many stripes we have, all of us are valued. The 99 and the 1 the coins in the purse and the one under the floor, the son at home and the son who wanders. Without all, we are incomplete. Without all, God and the heart of God is incomplete. So when we are found, There is much joy, the joy of the widow who finds her precious coin, the joy of the shepherd who finds his precious sheep. 
rejoice in your value. Let the shepherd gather you in. Rejoice in your worth. Let the widow find you. And be like the shepherd. Be like the widow. Seek, look, find those of every stripe. And rejoice when they come in. And their pain and their sorrow is relieved. Rejoice. Irma Bombeck, in one of her books, described a visit to a church one Sunday. She wrote, I was intent on a small child who was turning around smiling (laughs) at everyone. Do you ever see children do that in church or in any larger group? He wasn't gurgling, spitting, humming, kicking, tearing the hymnals, or rummaging through his mother's handbag. He was just smiling. Finally, his mother jerked him about, and in a stage whisper that could be heard in a little theater off-Broadway said, Stop grinning! You're in church! For that, she gave him a belt on his hind side, and as the tears rolled down his cheeks, added, That's better! And returned to her prayers. Indeed, there are the lost, there are the found, and there are parts of us that are in the light and parts in the dark. As you are searched for, as you are looked for, as you are valued, and as you are found, rejoice and search for, look for, and find and rejoice over others. Irma Bombeck added, I wanted to grab this child with the tear-stained face close to me and tell him about my God, the happy God, the smiling God, the God who had to (laughs) have a sense of humor to have created the likes of us. I'd say Irma had a very fine instinct, a God-like instinct, and an instinct for gathering and for loving. God loves you. Pay attention to that right now. God loves you. God looks for you. God wants to ease your pain. God wants to make you whole. Allow it. Listen for his voice. Follow him when he calls to you. Do as he asks. You will discover wonderful parts to you that you never knew were there. There will be less and less stripes and more and more good, solid color. You will be made whole. And allow that God to use you to seek, to look, to find, and rejoice over others. This task of being a minister is a very difficult task sometimes. Unless you remember that no matter who the person is or what they are, they are children 
of the same God of which you are a child. There are people who have gone through a life of pain, of struggle, of confusion, of heartache, of love, of joy, and they're still going. And you can too. They reach out in peace to many and to less than peace for a few. Help them to find all the way with peace. Allow yourself to find only the way of peace. Allow yourself to make that choice in whatever you do. Let you be a peace bringer. And then you and this place will become known as a person and a place of healing and wholeness. You will be in a place and join the people of joy. A special place. A special place because in it, in you, God is known. Try it on. Come back and tell me what it does for you. Thank you.